You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 13, How to Say No. This is Less Drama, More Mama, a podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. How are you? It's election day here in the U.S. Did you vote? Please go and make your voice heard. Take your kids to the polls. Let them get that little I voted sticker. Who doesn't love that little sticker? Just please, if you haven't done it already, go out and vote today. Can you believe it's November already? There are only eight more weeks of 2018. Isn't that crazy? And listen, I want to give you as much value in these podcasts as possible. Not just information that you can consume and say, yeah, that's interesting, but practical steps where you can apply the knowledge you get here and then practice it to set yourself up for success in the new year. I'm not sure where I heard it, but a couple of years ago, someone referred to this month as November, the month of saying no to things we really don't want to do. And I thought I'd like to dedicate this month's podcast episodes to really diving into that idea, talking about our priorities, how we spend our time, and how to live a life with purpose and intention. Have you ever agreed to do something without really thinking about it and ended up feeling resentful? Do you feel like you're always busy but not very productive? Do you agree to things you don't want to do because it just seems easier than dealing with conflict? Do you say yes because you want someone else's approval? Do you feel guilty when you say no or scared of the other person's reaction? If you answered yes to any of these, you're not alone. Yeah, sure, no problem. The words come out of your mouth before you even realize what you've said or that you don't actually have the time or the desire to do what you've just taken on. You don't want to watch your friend's kids take on an extra project at work or go to your sister-in-law's birthday party. And yet, you are. I work with a lot of moms, and whether they're dealing with their kids their in-laws, their friends, employers, salespeople, they find it very difficult to say no. There are several reasons for this. The first, as I mentioned in last week's episode, is that we as humans are wired for connection. Our survival as a species used to depend on us being part of a group. And although that's no longer the case, The desire for connection and the fear of rejection are deeply ingrained in our psyches. Our brains literally freak out at the ideas of damaging a relationship or someone being disappointed with us. The second reason people don't like to say no is FOMO, the fear of missing out. We think if we say no, that we're going to miss out on something really important or there won't be another opportunity for us to say yes. The third reason it's hard for us to say no is that we're conditioned from childhood to say yes. We're taught that it's disrespectful to say no to adults. 
that if we say no, we're being selfish or that we'll hurt other people's feelings. And I really want to challenge those beliefs. Is it disrespectful to say no? I believe it's our human right to say no. I work at a school and I once heard a teacher reprimand a kindergarten student for saying no to her. It was over something really trivial, like he was eating food with his fingers and she told him to go get a spoon or a fork and he said no. And she replied, don't say no to me. You never say no to a teacher. And let me tell you where my head went when I heard that. My head went to all of those teachers, coaches, members of clergy, and other adults who, because they're authority figures, think they can tell a child to do something inappropriate with them or to them. And if we're telling our kids that they can't say no to adults, what are we teaching them about respecting themselves and their personal boundaries? What's the big deal if a kid eats with his fingers anyway? So he has to wash his hands. Maybe he doesn't understand that in certain situations, proper dining etiquette is considered important. So we need to explain that rather than just assume or interpret his no as disrespectful. What about the belief that saying no means you're being selfish? As a kid, if you said no to sharing your toys, maybe you were sent to your room or the toy was taken away because you were told it's selfish not to share. As an adult, People might think it's selfish for you not to give of your time or your money. It's so interesting to me when people say this because the truth is they're being selfish about their own needs. If I ask you to do something and you say no and I get upset, it's because I'm being inconvenienced and I selfishly want you to do it. And I believe that being selfish at times is a good thing because if you don't protect your time, money, and energy for the things that matter to you, no one will. You've got one life to live. Time is our most precious commodity. Are you being deliberate in the way you spend that time? Or are you trying to meet everyone else's needs and putting their importance above your own? You've probably heard this before, but it bears repeating. You can't pour from an empty cup. You have to fill yourself up before you can give to others. You have to put your own oxygen mask on first and save yourself before you can save someone else. I want to point out that it's hard to say no is just a thought. It isn't hard to say no. You just say it, right? No. (laughs) What makes it difficult is what we make it mean and all of the thoughts we think about ourselves or the other person saying it. I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself before you say yes to one more thing and talk about some ways to say no gracefully. But first, I want to examine the belief that you're going to hurt someone else's feelings if you say no. It's impossible to hurt someone else's feelings because other people's feelings come from their thoughts, not from your actions. I cannot stress enough the importance of understanding this. It's the key to releasing so much suffering. You have to do what feels right to you and then this is the scary part for most people, allow the other person to have their reaction and understand that it has nothing at all to do with you and everything to do with their thoughts and interpretation about what you said. Let them be wrong about you. Allow them to be upset, offended, and disappointed. 
It's true that some people will be upset when they hear no, especially if they're used to you always saying yes. But most people will get over it, go on with their lives, and find another solution. And the craziest thing is that once we start saying no on a more regular basis, we realize not only that our fears about disappointing or upsetting people were exaggerated, but that people actually respect us more. Think about it. Don't you admire people who are strong in their convictions and commitments? They seem to have a strong sense of self-worth and integrity that commands respect. So how do you know when to say no? And how do you say it firmly yet gracefully? The first step is to ask yourself, is this in line with my values and priorities? Does this move me closer to my desired results? Obviously, answering this requires that you know what your priorities and values are, which we'll cover in a future episode. In the meantime, there's a book I want to recommend that's one of the best books on this topic. It's called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen. I'll link to it in today's show notes. The book is about identifying the things that really matter to you, the essentials, and giving yourself permission to focus on those while eliminating the non-essentials. Because when you say yes to something that's non-essential, you're saying no to something that is essential and that really matters to you. I love the way McEwen describes it as living by design, not by default. When determining when to say yes or no, you can also ask yourself, will saying yes set up an expectation for the future? All it takes is one time of you saying yes to something to set a precedent or an expectation for the future. This came up for me just this weekend. I have a rule in my house that if my kids are invited to a bar or bat mitzvah, they have to go to the synagogue service in the morning if they want to go to the party at night. That's my rule because the whole point of the celebration and all of the preparation that goes into it is about the religious ceremony and the child now being old enough to take part in the service and read from the Torah. So this weekend, Marissa was invited to a bat mitzvah in a town a little farther away than usual, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to take her there and get back home in time for a coaching call I had planned. I asked Marissa to call some friends to see if she could get a ride with any of them, and no one she called was going to the service. She said, Mom, can't I skip the service? Nobody's going. And because it wasn't very convenient for me, I considered saying, yeah, you can skip it this time. But then I thought about it, and I realized if I say yes to her staying home this one time, then every time moving forward, it'll be, but you let me stay home that other time, remember? It's not fair. You did it before. So I said, no, you're not staying home. You're going. (laughs) And as it turned out, my amazing mother offered to drive her there and back so I could go grocery shopping and get back in time for my appointment. So just think about the message you're sending with your yeses and what kind of precedent you're setting. Another question you can ask yourself is, what are my reasons for saying yes and do I like them? So for example, if your neighbor asks you to watch her cat for the weekend and the reason you would say yes is based in fear of disappointing her, or guilt, then it's really a no. If your reason is based in love and integrity and a true desire to help her out, 
then by all means, say yes. That said, not all fear is a reason to say no. You may have some fear when someone asks you to do something that requires you to get out of your comfort zone, but that could be a reason to say yes. Like if someone asked me to be a guest on their podcast, I would probably have some fear about that. And I could say no, because it would be easier to just do my own podcast and stay in my comfort zone, but I wouldn't like that reason. I would actually want to say yes, despite that fear, because I know it would be an amazing experience and I want to grow and get better at spreading my message about calm and connected parenting. So those are some things to think about. The next time someone makes a request of you, don't be so quick to respond right away. I want you to create a pause in which to think about it. Ask yourself some of these questions and make the best decision for you. Some responses to create a pause could be, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Or, I'm not sure, I need to think about it and let you know later. Another graceful way to say no is to say yes to something instead. Let's say you're asked to chaperone a school field trip and spending the day with school kids isn't really your cup of tea. There are plenty of other ways you could spend that time and you know in your gut that you'd regret it right away. You can say, I'm so flattered that you would ask me to chaperone the trip. Unfortunately, that's not something I feel comfortable doing, but I'm happy to help pack lunches for the trip or donate money to offset the cost of the bus or whatever it is that you would feel comfortable doing. So you're saying no to their request, but you're offering to do something else. Saying no doesn't need to be confrontational. You can be honest and loving and still say no. Last year, I asked a friend of mine if she would take time out of her day to teach Dahlia how to ride her bike. She had taught Marissa to ride and it had been such a good experience. And my friend could have responded with an excuse like, I can't, I have to work today, maybe some other time. Instead, her response was refreshingly honest. She texted, I'm sorry, I'm almost 50 years old and I'm trying my hardest to only do what I want to do, which is work. I hope you understand. It's not because I don't love you and your family like crazy. I do. I imagine someone else would have been offended or hurt by this response. They might have thought it was rude or selfish. And I'll admit I was a little disappointed at first, but then I chose thoughts about her text that caused me to feel empathy, compassion, and respect. I thought, I know what it's like to want to spend time doing work that I love. And good for her for protecting her time like that. In other words, my feelings had nothing to do with her text and everything to do with my interpretation of it. Saying no is a learned skill you need to practice to get better at. It takes time, awareness, and courage. There will be times when you mess it up. You'll say yes without really thinking it through. You'll likely feel uncomfortable or awkward at times as you start building your no muscle. It's okay. Be gentle with yourself as you examine the thoughts and feelings that led to that action. So the next time you're asked to do something non-essential, you can make a different choice. Here are some thoughts you can practice to help you say no without feeling guilty. I'm not responsible for how others feel. It's okay for people to not like everything I say or do. Other people will judge me and that's okay. 
Pleasing myself and telling the truth matters. I don't need to apologize for saying no. I can let other people solve their own problems. My needs are important too. And here are some responses you can give the next time someone makes a request of you that you want to refuse. Sorry, but I have another commitment. If you need an answer right now, I'm going to have to politely decline. Thanks for asking, but I'm not interested. And my favorite, I love you and no. Okay, Mama, your first assignment for the month of November is to just start paying attention to when you say yes and when you say no, and the thoughts and feelings that lead you to saying each. And maybe you want to start playing around with some of the responses I've shared here today and see what happens. Leave your questions and comments about today's episode at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 013. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com. 